0: Tonight I'm sharing with you on prayer that moves mountains. Tonight we're sharing with you about increasing success in prayer. In order for us to begin this lesson, I want to take us back in history. The date was May 10th, 1940. The uh, Nazi Blitzkrieg had been launched against Belgium and France. The German Panzer tanks were cutting through the land and there was absolutely no opposition. The people of of England, the soldiers, had no place to escape. And so they planned to go through the port of Dunkirk. And on on Monday, May 29, there was only one place left for them to go, and there would be no escape. It seemed hopeless, with with the German tanks coming from every direction. The British army was completely encircled with no escape they were going to be certainly annihilated. But on May 26, 1940, the King of England had called the nation to a day of fasting and prayer. Things happen when people in authority call upon the power that cannot fail. God answered by changing the weather. It was a dramatic change of events. A great storm descended on the area of Dunkirk. The clouds were so thick that Nazi airplanes could not see to fly, and they were landbound. They couldn't see where the British troops were. You see the name, Miracle of Deliverance. Then he calmed the sea the next day, and every boat, even people who had personal boats or sailboats or any kind of boats, They were all utilized and the troops got in those boats and escaped certain annihilation. They got out safely, out of harm's way. God changed history because people prayed and asked God to move. You might have seen the movie Dunkirk um, where it features this story uh, at some level and tells about what happened there. Tonight. As I announced this morning, I want to share with you for a few moments on the great secret of praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. If you're a part of this church or you watch and observe services here uh, from time to time, you know that this is a a common topic that we focus on. There was a man who came to church here recently and uh, has now started coming, and he said, I've been watching, and he said, A lot of people talk about the Holy Spirit, but they don't believe in his power. I'm thankful that we do here. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe that God can turn the tide. We believe that the outpouring of God's Spirit can change a city, can change a region, can change history like it has done historically, as I told you. I want to begin reading tonight in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, where Paul writes to the believers in Rome. I consider that our present sufferings are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation is subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. In hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay, and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. What an amazing passage of Scripture. Now let's let's unpack this a little bit. I want to just discuss, first of all, our current trials. Our current trials. All of us, as we see the reality of this verse, we go, I get that verse. I get that. Sickness, pain, misery, disappointments. Poverty, aloneness, mistreatment, sorrow, persecution. I could go on with all kinds of words that would enable us to understand and relate to what people are going through. When you think of, as you see in the picture, the king of a country killing his own people with gas and destroying them, taking away their history, taking away their future. There's a lot of injustice in the world, don't you agree? We have lots of problems in our country as well. But he says in Romans 8.20, for the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of of the one who subjected it and we see that by creation's own choice frustration is everywhere you can meet almost anyone you meet on the street and ask what's going on in their life and they'll go "I wish you knew what I'm going through everyone's got a story of pain or struggle most everyone you meet except little kids that are just you know the ice cream melted before I could eat it it fell off the cone you know on and on And everyone is waiting, Romans tells us, or Paul as he writes to the church. Everyone is waiting for this to end. Everyone, Romans 8 19. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. People are groaning. People are longing to see the fulfillment of God's promise for future glory. People are longing to see it happen. I know I am are you Romans 8:22 We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time That's pretty serious pain pain in the world Now the word here says that even Christ's followers are longing to be with Jesus to be free from the trials and tests that we're experiencing I hope you can relate to that I don't know about you I don't want to fall in love with this world I want to make sure that my real love and loyalty is over there and the trouble with many Americans is we've gotten too cushy and too comfortable with the benefits and the blessings we have in this country and we think that everyone in the world is like this it's not true so the word tells us that Christ followers are longing to be with Jesus to be free from all of these tests, our current trials. So let's think about, in addition, our present attitude. Our present attitude. So Romans 8.23, and not only so, but we ourselves who are the first fruits of the Spirit. This was the first generation of Spirit-baptized people he's writing to. We're groaning inwardly as we eagerly await for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. We're waiting for Jesus to come, Paul's telling the the church at Rome. They were under attack. They were going through perilous difficulties, as you can imagine and know. So could I comfort you tonight? Fast forward generation after generation until current reality. In John 14, the words of Jesus, I hope it's a comfort to you tonight. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may be also. And I will come again. Let me repeat that. And I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, you may be also. He wants to be with his people. He wants his family gathered around the table. I believe that we're going to see Jesus soon, sooner than most people think. You don't have to be a scientist to know what's getting ready to happen. More earthquakes more trouble, more unusual, catastrophic matters than anyone can remember. Sister Pelosi said it's that Mother Earth is angry. I don't think Mother Earth is angry. Could I just tell you, these are signs that Jesus said would be indicating that the return of the Lord is at hand. I don't think the lady is much of a prophetess. Anyway, let me move on. I don't want to get stuck in the grass there. I hope that you possess great assurance of what his return will bring. Can you imagine flying in an airplane as an unbeliever when the cockpit crew is jettisoned and on their way to heaven? Can you imagine what excitement that will be for those people? Can you imagine what it's gonna be like in a schoolroom all of a sudden I mean, if we ever get back to a schoolroom setting, you know, where all of a sudden the teacher is gone. Half the class is gone. Can you imagine what excitement that would be? And what will the newspaper, what will the New York Times say? Surely all of those editors um, won't get caught away, but if they, if they were substitute editors, what would they say? Hmm? What would they say? People are missing Romans chapter 8 verse 24 for in this we hope for in this hope we are saved but hope that is seen is no hope at all who hopes for what they already have but if we hope for what we do not yet have we wait for it patiently in the same way in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness the The uh, original tense of that is, continues to help us, the active tense, he continues to help us, he helped, the King James Version, he helpeth us, he helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God now you go that's wonderful well you got to participate you've got to let the holy spirit pray through you he's willing he's ready and he's able many people read this and say well he's he's praying for me well you've got to be you've got to let him pray through you and i'll get to that in a moment And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Yes, we are saved or delivered by hope. In the middle of chaos like we're going through, your heart can be lifted through the spirit of hope to where you see a better day coming. That's why believers are always filled with hope that's why people that are even in moments like we're experiencing here as a nation and in the world we can say praise god I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded he's able to see me through praise me praise god so we have our present attitude is one of great hope because of what god's promised now notice in addition our great privilege what is our great privilege Romans 8:26 for we In the same way the Spirit helps us, he helps us in our weakness. In the same way that hope lifts a heart, the Spirit wants to help you. Now, I stated um, this morning about the the ability of Jesus to intercede for people. The believer, the Spirit-filled believer, has two intercessors, according to the Bible. Let me highlight. Jesus Christ intercedes for the believers in heaven. He's in heaven. He's interceding for you. How do you know that, Pastor? I feel so alone tonight. I feel so frustrated that no one is pulling for me. Well, let me just remind you. Romans 8, 34. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. He's interceding. You say, well, nobody knows what I'm going through. There's one that does. And he is ever interceding for you. Hebrews 7.25, therefore he's able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. One who intercedes is looking out for your interest, for your benefits, looking out for blessing. You have a loved one. You have a, you have a family member who needs your help, and you go out of your way to make sure that they can have the help they need. Praise God. We understand intercessions, being concerned, praying through the day and believing God for certain moments of the day for our loved one. You can experience God's love and presence and find mercy and grace to help when you need it most. Now, notice he said, "Those who come to God by Him." Those who come to God by Him. Um, I, I want to just make it very clear. He, I'm, I'm quoting from Hebrews seven twenty-five. He's able to save completely those who come to God through Him. Some people just go, "Here I am. If He wants to do something for me, let Him come and do it." It's like the guy said, "If you know, He was, He was." enormously large i hope that no one will take this personal because i just you know i'm not talking about large people i love large people now i am painting myself in the corner here but anyway there was this guy that was he had vowed that he would not eat donuts and sweets any longer and so on his way to the office he came in and he was a little late and people said why are you so late he said well i asked god if it was his will for me not to stop at the bakery and he said, well, the Lord said, if there's, if there's no, spark, no parking place open, that means don't go in there. So he said, on the eighth pass around the bakery, there was a parking place, so I pulled in and got a couple dozen donuts, and so now some people blame God for a lot of stuff, don't they? Those who come to God through him, this is the present tense activity We are to continually come before God in prayer and devotion and worship and talk to him about everything. I mean, you remember what Paul said to the church at Philippi? In everything, in everything that that bugs you, anything, anything that is concerned by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all knowledge will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Now notice, let's go to the next verse, Hebrews 7, 26. Such a high priest truly meets our need. One who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. So next time you wonder, is anything going to happen? Is my situation going to change? Just focus on what God has promised. He truly meets our need. Hallelujah. You feel like you're in a hopeless situation tonight, somebody here? Could I just tell you, there's no such thing as hopeless when Jesus is in your heart. Now, notice the second intercessor we have is the Holy Spirit, who's ever interceding for believers. The spiritual, according to the word we've just read, the spiritual desire and yearnings of believers find their source in the Holy Spirit who dwells within We have to participate with him. So I want to get into that with you for a moment and and unpack that, what that means. Let's talk then, secondly, how the Holy Spirit helps you and I pray. How does he help us pray? The word of God reveals that the the vital place the Holy Spirit wants to work in answering prayers and living big in you. I love what what Jesus said in John 6, verse 63. The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. And then he said, the words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Hmm. The preacher said, if your Bible's fallen apart, you're probably not. May God help us. Would you allow the spirit to move in you? I want to ask you again, would you let the Holy Spirit work in you? Or are you you so rock solid in your own strength and stability that you really don't rely upon him? I want to remind you how the Holy Spirit works. First of all, let's compare it to Jesus' life, in Jesus' life. He was baptized in water. You remember the story. It's one of the main reasons why every New Testament believer should be baptized in water, because Jesus was. It's one of the main reasons. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. And when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and the voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Would you please note with me three different things aspects, the, the sun is in the water, the Spirit descends like a dove, and then the voice of the Father in heaven speaking to confirm his feelings about his dear Son. The heavens opened, the Holy Spirit descended upon him, and what happened next? Jesus was immediately led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was fasting, and the devil came repeatedly to try and discourage, trying to take him out. The Holy Spirit, he tells his followers upon his return, is meant for all. Jesus comes out of the wilderness full of the power of the Spirit. In Luke 11, verse 9, So I tell you, Jesus said, ask and it will be given you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks will find, and the one who knocks the door will be opened. And then he goes to Verse 13, if you then, though you are evil or human moms and dads, know how to give good gifts to your children like any parent does, how much more, how much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who, come on, help me, ask Him? Have you asked, have you asked the Holy Spirit to fill you? Have you asked Him to refill you? Have you asked him to keep you full of the spirit of the living God? Have you asked him? We'll do that in just a few moments. Now notice with me, we're talking about in Jesus' life how the spirit works, but let's talk about where the rubber hits the road in the believer's life. God hears the prayers of the weakest saint But to pray with power is necessary to pray in the Spirit. Let me repeat that, to pray in power, it's necessary to pray in the Spirit. Now you say, well what does that mean, to pray in the Spirit? Some people say I'm Spirit-filled and they've never prayed in other tongues as 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 the Word of God indicates would be the initial physical sign that a person has received. I'm not here to judge a person's words. I'm just here to tell you the Bible standard is this. To be filled with the spirit means you've been you're speaking in other tongues as the spirit gives you utterance. Well, let's just focus for a moment. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 again. In the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness. Let's let's dig into this verse for a moment. We do not know what we ought to pray for. The King James says as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us. Through wordless groans how does what does that mean have you ever tried to pray for someone that you didn't know what their need was you go man that guy's got a toothache it's obvious he's got a toothache well how do you know that maybe he just lost a loved one and his heart is broken So when you stand praying for someone, you had better know exactly how to pray for that person, and the Holy Spirit knows what that prayer needs to be directed towards. You and I may not know, but the Spirit knows. He knows everything. So the Holy Spirit wants to help you in prayer. We don't know what to pray for as we ought, but he knows everything. He sees trouble ahead. He sees burdens. He sees weakness and he'll help you. He said he helpeth us with our infirmities. He helps us, King James Version says, with our infirmities. Here it says weakness. He helps us with our weakness. Well, the word infirmities means physical, mental, or emotional. I could probably ask you how many of you are battling some kind of a burden physically in your body. Don't Don't respond. Because I know almost everyone probably has got some, something not working just as well as you'd like it to and some nagging this or that and some hanging chad somewhere bothering you. It's voting time in just a few days. I'm just a little pastoral itch. But we all have physical weakness, some kind or another. And there's times that people stress you out and you just want to blow somebody up mental infirmity, or moral weakness when the devil comes and wants to shake the liver out of you with fear or test you in some way. But the Spirit himself makes intercession. That's active intercession for us with groans that cannot be uttered in articulate speech. In other words, how does one pray in the Spirit? The answer is simple as long as you're praying in your mother tongue, you're the one that's praying. Did you get that? When you're praying in an unknown tongue that you don't know, the Holy Spirit's praying through you. It's that simple. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, Paul says, my spirit is praying, but my mind is unfruitful, I don't know what I don't know what the Spirit is saying right now because he's praying through me you, you get that right so what shall I do he said I will pray with my spirit but I will also pray with my understanding I will sing with my spirit but I will also sing with my understanding Though Paul spoke little not much in tongues in public from all indications he prayed a great deal in tongues privately, because he said, 1 Corinthians fourteen eighteen, I thank God I speak in tongues more than all of you. Uh, King James Version said, you all, so they, you know, and those that interpret that maybe came from the south somewhere, you all, but anyway, the possibility exists that if one only prays in their understanding, you may overlook more important things than you've thought about praying for. What if something big was getting ready to happen in your life? And by praying in the Spirit, you were preparing the way for that to happen unimpeded so that God's, that God's will could be done fully. But if you're praying in your own understanding, you may never even contemplate what that new event or what that thing or that opportunity might bring. But the Spirit is able to cope with every circumstance, every problem, every opportunity. Romans eight twenty-seven, And he who searches our heart Notice the tense, actively. He's searching your heart and mind. He knows the mind of the Spirit. Why? Because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. God has a will about your future. And he's interceding about your future and about your present. And when the Spirit prays, The supernatural power of God is going into operation. Praise God. Now, I was sitting here, standing here during the worship time, and the Lord just reminded me there'd be some people in the audience tonight that have serious medical challenges that you're facing. And he is mindful of that, and he's interceding for you but we must partner with him let the Holy Spirit pray through us because he wants to deliver us that's one of the things we're going to do tonight in the closing moments but I'm going to invite you tonight to lean in lean into the Holy Spirit he may want to be saying something to you tonight that will change your future He may say something to you in the next few moments that you never dreamed you'd hear him say to you. He's present, ever present. And my concern is that we do not become so routine-oriented that we forget that he's a God who's ever interceding, and there might be a challenge that's ahead. I was... Dreaming that I woke, I I woke up in the morning and had this dream, a very vivid dream. And I told Bonnie about it. I said, "You know, the Lord warned me about a certain thing that was going on, and and, uh, the Lord was warning me about uh, uh, certain um, to protect me about something." And I reminded uh, Bonnie and thanked the Holy Spirit for giving me that warning. And God wants to warn you and prepare you for things. He wants to guide you in things. Wants to help you. I want to invite you, please, to stand with me tonight. Now, if you're good with praying for yourself, praying for yourself, and all of that, don't let me rattle your cage. But there's people here tonight that really want more of the Holy Spirit's power. And I'd like to invite those kinda people people who have been filled maybe you haven't been filled or you would like to be refilled with the power of the Holy Spirit I wanna invite you quickly to join us at this altar we're gonna pray for you tonight we're gonna believe God with you not asking you if you've never been filled but you're certainly welcome to come if you've never been filled but I just want to tell you all of us need more did you hear me we all need more and I'm the first guy standing here We all need more. We all need more of Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we just prepare our hearts right now for that which You want to do. When we pray in our understanding, it's us praying. But when You pray through us, as we pray in tongues, we create the vehicle in which you can intercede for us. And we want, we want more. We want more of your presence and power flowing in us. And we humbly ask you to move here at this altar right now. I wonder if we could just lift our voice to God and say, Lord, fill me fresh tonight He'll give the Holy Spirit to everyone who asks. <clears throat> just say, thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm asking for a fresh touch, a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit's power. I, I, I desire more tonight. I want more of your presence and power flowing in me tonight. <clears throat> and now just, just lift your voice and begin to magnify him. He'll give you a heavenly language. He'll speak from the inner part of your being, words that don't make sense to you, but (laughs) We lift our voice in praise, creating an avenue that you can help us in our human weakness. Thank you, Lord flow through us right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Just open your mouth. Don't, don't keep your mouth shut. Open your mouth and praise him. Just worship him. He'll give you an outpouring of his presence as he speaks in a foreign language through you tonight. It's how he works. So, no one's going to do it for you.
1: O reyandaya, da-dan-da-da-bu-ra-andaya Heba-ba-randa-ba-ranada-ba-shaw-da-dan-ando ba o da Oh, fill us fresh, O oh Lord.
0: Now touch each one, Lord. Touch each one that stands here in Your presence. Satisfy the longing of every heart. Oh. Out of our innermost
1: being flows rivers, rivers of living water. Out of our innermost being, hallelujah! Oh, Randa, la Randa, Thank you, Lord. This is the refreshing with stammering lips. Hallelujah. You'll comfort. Oh, fear is banished. Hallelujah. Stress, we take authority over. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You can work through me, Lord. I am willing, I'm hungry. I'm ready, Lord. Hallelujah, ayorandara boshu. Ayorandara larandara narandara boshu. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Lord, I ask you to touch those people that came tonight with a urgent physical matter. You showed me that your presence would make all the difference tonight. You showed me that your presence would touch the people that had physical weakness and challenge. And we just thank you right now for moving among us. You see every person that is looking right now in faith to you, in expectancy, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bind the spirit of arthritis in Jesus' name. We bind chronic headaches in Jesus' name. Come against digestive challenges of any sort in Jesus' name. Those that are standing or sitting in your presence with hearts that are not beating correctly in the name of Jesus, loose them and let them go. Let them go free, Lord Jesus. Those that have been diagnosed with cancer in the name of Jesus. Cancer, you are not greater than the name of my Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, you took stripes to deliver us, and we claim your victory right now. Loose the people who are watching right now, who are listening, the people who are looking in faith right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we curse every manifestation of cancer or disease or even leukemia or any kind of uh, wicked thing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let your Holy Spirit's presence rejuvenate and give hope right now. Thank you,
1: Jesus. Thank
0: you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come in your power. Come in your anointing, Lord Jesus. Heal those that need your touch right now. Release the assurance, the hope, the joy, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.